Hello and welcome to another episode of the Back to Warcraft podcast. Today is July 7th, 2021. It's episode 16 and we're recording this on Thursday, July 7th, right before it's supposed to go out. So we're frantically trying to. It's 4.30 in the morning for me. I am recording this before work. I'm sorry if I sound raspy, if I sound tired. It's because I am. Uh, but I'm joined by Neo, Giannis, hello. Early morning uh, podcast for you as well. Ten thirty. What's going? What's going on with us lately? Yeah, uh, yeah. We are we are role models. Eh? We're just working twenty four seven. I guess. Oh, that's not really the case. But yeah. Uh, no, no beer, no rum, no uh, juice. Just a good old coffee in my hands, and you by my side, man. How could a morning be better? Um, how can a morning be better? I mean, a hell of a week for us, eh? Um, hey, I don't know what you're referring to. If you Were there guys, any uh, big news that someone could have potentially missed? Yeah, if you guys are born under a fucking rock, uh, then you probably don't realize that uh, Back to Warcraft got sponsored by Corsair, Ooh. which is uh, it's amazing. Let's go. That's uh, that's it's cool stuff. Uh, you come back from vacation and right away we're announcing a, a big time sponsor. That was awesome. Yeah, it might um, it might look like this was something that I've been working on in my time off, but uh, that couldn't be any wronger, I guess, because that was all you. It's your I'm baby. Making moves. I'm making moves, uh, Giannis. Making moves and. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, well, I mean, you know, everything happens for a reason. We'll touch on that later on um, as we cover the topic we've always wanted to cover. That's, you know, sponsorships and marketing and, and uh, crowdfunding and esports. Finally, we're going to be able to cover that today. So you guys have waited probably 16 weeks for that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think it's inevitable for the channel, right? Uh, we've talked about this in, in great length uh, behind the scenes, you know. Um, it's easy to just count your blessings and say that Warcraft 3 is doing well which it is it's doing exceptionally well our calendar has never been more full um but i think uh you know you got to look at the future you got to look at what if things go away like dreamhack esl the big the big tycoons wgl then what do you do so i think it's always best to um while you're hot and ahead you know build yourself a nest egg and and try to uh sustain yourselves and that's where we're at. We're at a point right now where we're working on building, sustaining ourselves. So can you imagine if we just like nothing changes and all these sponsors come in and we can just keep the show going? That would be the dream. And it starts this week with a huge, I mean, the Corsair is a, is a premier brand. Like they are like a leader in the industry when it comes to high tech gear and peripherals. And uh, it feels like, it feels like a fucking dream, man. Yeah. Like, you're right with everything you say, and I think we go into the nitty-gritty a little later, but how did this even start? Like, as I said, this was all you. I had no hands in this, so how did you approach them? Did they approach you? Who was your spokesperson? Uh, how were the ne negotiation? I want to know all about that. Yeah, so let's just... Um, let's just yeah, that's, that's a good question. So... I'm a big believer in, in don't burn bridges and you never really know the opportunities until you have them. So do everything you can to try to put yourself everywhere and, and invite everyone in and don't be afraid of saying yes to someone, even if you don't think that they have initial value, which is weird to think of. But uh, I mean, in terms of like a team manager. So this started with dust, actually. Um, we invited a player that maybe some of you guys haven't even heard of before but uh his name was heart crane or stop and uh he's been on our team for like two years and when i was looking for potential sponsors out of nowhere he was the one that was like hey you know my my, my buddy frank works at corsair you should hit him up and i was like no way and uh you never know where an opportunity is going to come from and and yeah, I mean, big shout out to Stop for for kind of you know at least putting me pointing me towards a contact, and then it was really just cold calling, you know, reaching out, and that's usually the most scariest part of marketing because people can just ghost you; they have no reason to actually reply to you, especially if you don't have like a Twitter check mark next to your name, especially if you don't have like a fancy email. Um, I really just cold called them on Discord. <laughs> and uh and he responded and i said hey you know uh big uh we have a mutual uh, friend and and stop and i know you used to play warcraft 3 back in the day and what do you think about uh what do you think about this and 
I'm not gonna lie. I I reached out with uh about Dust Gaming like two years ago, first, uh before I was ever on Back to Warcraft, and and he just said, you know, uh, I think I think we want to wait until we see more for Warcraft three, and I was like, okay. So, um, the good thing is be resilient. Don't take no for an answer. Came back six months later. Hey, what do you think about Warcraft three? Hey, you know what? I think uh, I think we're gonna hold off. I think we're gonna wait. Okay, all right. Uh, flashpoint to a year later. Hey, what do you think about Back to Warcraft in Warcraft Three? Because uh, you know, Big Daddy, Big Daddy Bidu is back in the seat now, and uh, we didn't get a no on that one. He said, "Holy shit, let me, uh, yeah, we're, we we might be able to make a market here. We might be able to make this work. Let me get back to you." And uh, that was very eye-opening for me. And that's probably when I brought it up in the team meeting that hey, we're gonna try to close the Corsair deal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that used to be a running meme in our team meetings because uh <laughs> i used to be like hey beat are you gonna cast this weekend no i can't i gotta close the corsair deal or like that used to be like an actual running meme like hey carson can you upload that video i, I can't do it i gotta close the corsair deal so it we actually so did we, fun, we... it was so much fun because i don't know when when this actually started but there were many many team meetings where this was a topic and uh, yeah you gotta close the corsair deal was uh was one of the best parts of those meetings so obviously we wanted to have sponsors for quite some time, but it never really came to fruition. We had like one or two hardware thingies for a month or so. We had the Rising Star tournaments with uh, AMD, but that was rather like we were the tournament organizers. AMD paid us to run this tournament. It was no direct sponsorship for the channel. Um, and this is me to blame for this because my approach was always... We gotta get all the numbers, we gotta get a wonderful five-star deluxe pitch deck, and then we approach all the companies. And I told you that as well, like, hey, before you do any moves, like, let's get a pitch deck together and make it proper. And I was wrong. I was so wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong. You just, mm -hmm. you just did it. And... This was kind of eye-opening for me because I think last episode I criticized Josh from W3 Arena a lot because he back then did the thing that I did with the sponsors, like hold on, wait with ideas and, and new features, etc. before it's like perfectly laid out. And I was always of the opinion like just go and improve on the fly and somewhere on the way... In that regard, at least, I lost that spirit of let's just go. And here you are, bring that spirit back. And now we got Corsair. Yeah, I think um, when you're, I don't want to toot our horn too much, but, you know, toot your horn, decks, man. You, 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 you deserve to be tooting your horn. I mean, you do that every evening anyway, so you can do it on the podcast. <laughs> sometimes twice an evening. But yeah. uh, I think, um, I think when you're big enough, you can really just, uh, put your cards on the table and it doesn't have to be so formal and people the smart the right business people the smart business people can always find your your um your analytics through public api anyway so you don't really have to give them a deck there's nothing i mean when it comes to back to warcraft there's no numbers we can really botch or hide yeah. all of this is public uh, our view count per stream our peak concurrent how many subs we have sometimes, how much revenue we make sometimes. Almost all of that is pretty much public. So once I just mentioned the page, um, the good thing about Frank is he is smart. And he just like took the ball, looked us up and then said, you know what? Yeah, this is something we might be interested in. This is a, this is a big channel. And I think like the biggest thing for us is is we're in Warcraft 3, man. Yeah. And on paper, on paper, man, that just screams don't work with us. <laughs> Um, which sucks because people don't understand that we actually have something really big at Back to Warcraft and we have such a big community and we have a fucking loving community and this community will love anyone that tries to come into this community. And, um, I think we saw that on Monday when, when you announced, um, just the fucking outpour of love. So I'm used to like, you know, 2000, 3000 viewers, the chat might have 10, 15 people. And I've, I've always thought like, fuck, man, are we getting view botted? Like, where the fuck are the people? <laughs> because I see like I see like 3000 viewers and all the time. Right. The second you announced that I was sitting on my couch, by the way, because I was so tired. Thank you for covering me, by the way. I wish I was a part of that, but I was so fucking like just burnt. Um, 
I'm sitting on my couch watching and as soon as you announce the video, everyone comes out of the woodwork spamming PogChamp, super excited. And then once you announce like we're giving away a mouse and you do the hashtag thank you Corsair, we had hundreds of people spamming in a five minute break, hundreds. And I'm like, there's where everyone is. Yeah. And you know what? Like, it's cool because it shows that our community, they just want to watch Warcraft three and they don't care about the chat and the fluff and all that shit. But when we need them to engage, they fucking came through big time. I was blown away by the, um, by the support and by people coming out and just showing that they're, first of all, they're here and second of all, that they really love what Corsair is doing and, and, and how, and they love this channel and they want us to succeed. Yeah. And, um, I, what did you feel about that? Cause you were there. Well, first of all, uh, I looked up the stats and it, in a normal broadcast, we get around 2000 to sometimes 4,000 chat messages, um, per stream. Sometimes it's more, of course, if it's a super long stream or if, if there are super pog actions going up. Monday, when we announced this, we had 7,100 ch uh, chat messages. So that is quite a raise, like at least doubling, uh, m maybe even tripling um, to the norm. And this, this was the case everywhere. Like this announcement, people were so genuinely happy for us. I didn't really expect that. There's always a little bit of... Uh, angst that they might call you out on oh my god you're sellout now you're corporate bitches you're advertising stuff i mean yeah th there are these people uh but in warcraft 3 in general the people are way more reasonable and they understand that this is absolutely necessary and it is one of our goals to not uh, over advertise and, and make it cool for everybody so mm -hmm. the tweet had like 150 likes and 17 responses which is crazy for our twitter on uh reddit it currently the thread that you posted has 90 upvotes which is one of the best reddit threads that this subreddit has ever seen and even on youtube man people are so genuinely happy people said oh i just bought stock of corsair i'm, I'm indirectly sponsoring the channel now and People were praising the gear as well. Um, Annoying Warcraft has stated that he's using Corsair too. And yeah, that, that, that was just super cool. I, when I announced it, it was kind of a last minute switch. Not, not really last minute, but usually I wanted to give this moment to you because you worked so hard on it and it's your baby, but you were so worn out on, on, on Monday. And then I gladly covered because I know how it is to just feel tired and worn out. And so uh, I took over and I prepared because of course, not only did, did we have this little video, uh, we also got to change the profiles on all the socials. Uh, we have to put a panel on the Twitch channel. Uh, you have to get the message out on socials. I had like 15 tabs open in a separate uh, a browser and I was of course it was a cupcast on, on, on Monday right and I have to show the grid and I was so afraid that OBS our streaming tool was grabbing the wrong Chrome instance and leak it before maybe but it didn't happen of course because I'm a professional producer and I know my shit um, but yeah I prepared all of this and usually when I cast I don't get nervous at all right so I'm doing this for 12 years, not even if it's a grand final. I know I got my buddies by my side and we can't fuck up. We just do this. Um, I got real nervous. I got real nervous announcing this. Um, is the video playing correctly? Is the audio on? Uh, will the stream crash for some unforeseeable reason? Uh, am I just closing that browser window for some reason? I was kind of stressed and there was a cool feeling uh, because it kind of shows how excited we all were about this. And then I... I really didn't have the time to look at the initial responses. I have to catch up on that because I was like clearing all the 15 tabs and uh, applying all the changes to all of our pages. But then when I announced the giveaway, that was when it really hit me. Like people are into this. People, people like this. People are happy for us. And yeah, the responses, even on YouTube comments, the responses were so nice to us. Um, was a really cool moment. Was one of my coolest, the coolest moments that I had in a long, long time on stream. Yeah, I, I, I got emotional sitting on the couch. I brought this up so many times, but I was just, I was blown away by how cool everyone was. And um, 
And fuck, you gave me a lot of credit on that stream too. So people were like spamming me too. And I was Aww. just like, I was just, I felt I was in a good spot, man. It felt good. Um, it's a lot of work behind the scenes too, right? Like the negotiations were, I would say pretty tough. Um, because again, you're trying to sell Warcraft 3. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, Frank is a Warcraft 3 guy. Dad, shout out to Daddy Frank. Daddy Frank. He is, he is a Warcraft 3 guy. So he understands and... And he's been watching. So uh, it, it also, it also like, you know, I agree with you that you don't want to be too corporate um, because at the end of the day, this is, this is a Warcraft 3 stream and we want to be entertaining and we want to, I mean, it is a business, but you know what I mean? We kind of want to make it seem like it's not a business if we, if we can uh, as much as possible. And, um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, with, with a, with a partnership like Corsair, it's like, it sells itself. I mean, it's good shit. And it's like, even before we announced, people in our chat would be like, hey, I need a new uh, keyboard. Or I'm thinking Ducky or Corsair. And people would be like, oh, you got to get the Corsair K70. People were doing that before we even announced. Like, I thought they maybe knew something we didn't. I'm like, fuck, are we leaking? Like, what the hell is going on here? People were talking about people were talking about Corsair anyway. Like, Carson's been using a Corsair K70 keyboard for uh, five years. Uh, he shows his dirty one on the stream just to show like, look, I'm not full of shit. Like I've been using this bad boy <laughs> for years, which is good. I mean, it's a good product and it's so cool to have them in. And, and there's a lot of cool benefits to that. Now, like they have a stake in Warcraft 3. Yeah. They have an actual stake in this game, which means they're going to they're going to do whatever they can to support us and, and make sure we keep thriving um, because it's in their best interest to do so. So... It's just, it's so cool to have their support and uh, we've been working behind the scenes with them and we did announce on 4th of July weekend, so they, <laughs> they weren't even working, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they were still available for, to, you know, to get some of the info and how was the feedback and, and they, it seems like a very active partnership, which is good. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just really excited. It's the first of many and it's a, uh, it's a great for the channel and when we can do it. Exactly. And I think uh, Frank is a good example of what's going on in in the business world because so many people played Warcraft 3 in the past 20 years and compared to other games I think the average RTS player is probably a little more well educated than for example the average Counter-Strike player sorry if I'm with uh, dealing with clichés here but I think like RTS is just a genre for well-educated people who like to think a lot rather than killing virtual people, right? So a lot of Warcraft fans are in higher positions. Um, Incinerator, I think pretty much everyone knows that, is at Intel, for example, and there, there must be more, right? So uh, we, ha we have to approach um, these, these people and get a connection and show what the brand uh, is at the moment. And yeah, it's been last year, it was... Mm, a little bit demotivating because so many people linked Warcraft 3 in its entirety to the botched Reforge launch and many tournaments got cancelled and a lot of companies said, I don't want to touch that game really at the moment. Even though we have a lot of fans, we have a lot of viewers and we do a decent job, um, but it was just... The game was smelling real, real bad for, for companies and apparently... Uh, that's that's washed off now and it's okay again and yeah we'll see what the future holds but really nice really really nice to have this done yeah i think it's it's just a really big win for warcraft 3 i mean even if you like you're not a part of back to warcraft or whatever like to see a big company come into the game is amazing it's 2021 yeah. it's post reforge launch the game was a disaster like you said on paper we were untouchable um, and we were considered untouchable. Like, no, thank you. Just like in um, real life, right? Am I right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not the only um, ones, man. Rotti said the same on a StarCraft broadcast this 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 weekend. So probably just, just the life of a streamer right now <laughs> during COVID. Yeah, true. But uh, yeah, so it, it was a tough task. But um, I think the biggest perk that we have is we are an outlier. And, you know, uh, again, this is just tooting our own horn. But... Our numbers are just uh, are, are incredible, and it's it's our community, and, and people love to watch this game still. And uh, the good thing is they like to watch us run it because um, 
you know, it, it, it could be back to the dark ages, but I don't think that's the case for us. And, and we can only thank our community and, and uh, everyone that's watching this and supporting this. And uh, it's it's fucking overwhelming, man. It's it's you guys listening that that keep us going. Like, there's no doubt about it. In more um, corporate news, I think this goes a little hand in hand. So we can just tie this into this topic here. Um, dream Like in 2020, The DreamHack tournaments were sponsored by Monster. Uh, we plucked it all over the place, and it was it, it was real fun to do that. Unfortunately, that sponsorship ended in 2020, and the summer season was running without a sponsor, which was a little unfortunate. But now, yesterday's announcement, um, ESL saw, hey, the Back to Warcraft guys are with Corsair. Let's announce something cool as well, because Coinbase is sponsoring the ESL Pro Tour for CSGO, StarCraft, and also Warcraft 3. And that goes for the uh, entire season. And in the news, they once again confirmed that they want to have land conditions for the grand finals later this year. Um, hopefully still in China. But if that is not working, because I don't know, some people from some countries can't enter China or anything, then they might do it in a studio with the players there, though. So super cool to have Coinbase. Representing DreamHack and super cool that they're still planning with offline finals in 2021. Yeah, Coinbase is crypto, right? Correcto. Hell like yeah, I'm excited because uh, yeah, I think it's a wallet or something. I'm just excited that, that we can plug some crypto because my stonks are they need to go up for sure. That's a <laughs> that's a big deal for me. Uh, more familiarity is always good. Yeah, I think it's great. I, it's good that ESL quickly found a replacement too. I would say that's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, they're not asking for nickels and dimes here. Probably not. I have um, no idea what they're asking for. Yeah, I'm not too sure what the deal is, and I'm not too sure what that means for, for ESL and DreamHack exactly. Like, um, did they... Because I know, like, Blizzard gave them a bunch of money to be able to run this, so Monster maybe was just, like, running the admin team or, or something, keeping the, keeping the show going. And then now is Coinbase, like, on for potentially a couple more seasons of DreamHack? Like, is this something they want to do? Or is Coinbase just here at the end and it's maybe like, you know, however long the contract is with these games? Uh, I'm not too sure, but it's always good when they pick up a fresh sponsor. It always just means, you know, that uh, that they're still here, you yeah, know, which, a, is, which is good. There's definitely a chance for longevity. Uh, I don't know if I said this or if I just thought this before, like... In the Warcraft scene, don't take anything for granted ever. It could all just be gone in a month or half a year or something. So the ESL Cups and DreamHack is obviously the best that the Western scene is providing right now. Uh, but it's also, I guess, pretty obvious that this is not sustainable and might be a little cross-financed. So whatever sponsorship the ESL Pro Tour gets for CS, for StarCraft, it's indirectly good for Warcraft 3 as well. And if companies are jumping onto Warcraft 3, that's even better. So I hope uh, ESL, DreamHack are putting some some coins uh, on the side for a potential 2022 season because that, was, that would probably be the best thing that could happen to this game right now. Alongside WGL running more seasons. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I love working with the ESL team, to be honest. I love Nick. Shout out to Nick Hammer. Um, MMY for people. Yeah, MMY if people don't know uh, him by name. But I'm I'm on a first name base with that motherfucker. I love that dude. Um, <laughs> he's he's cool as fuck. And uh, there's a lot of good, hardworking people that know their shit on that team. And yeah. it's like... Jesus, man, like uh, it's very, very rare that I work with people and I'm actually blown away at how good they are at their job because just, I feel just like, like a lot when of you people... started working with me, huh? <laughs> yes, especially when I started working with you. You're a fucking crazy one as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool, man. It's really, really cool. And uh, you, I got to say, though, since you came back, like you just came back, you did uh, some workshops You mentioned, yeah. and I wasn't listening at all when you were saying this, but holy fuck, man, you've, you, the social media is bumping right now. Yeah, um, it was really cool to, to, to be away for a month, not only to recharge, but also uh, have an outside perspective on, on what we do, and we are sitting here very comfortably in this podcast, and we give advice to everybody out there, talking from a high horse, if you've we are uh, the know-all, be-all of the scene, which is a 
absolutely wrong. It was just a lot of trial and error so far. And we realized some things are working and some things are not working. And now with that outside perspective, I saw our socials are horseshit. They're so bad. How mm -hmm. did we stuck with this format for such a long time? Um, because usually we announce our broadcasts and we tweet some news, but not excessively. So the, 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 there were a couple of reasons why I chose to do it that way, because A, I don't want to flood your feed, whatever it is, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I, I don't want to be annoying. So I didn't post every single brain fart that came to my mind or everything that I saw. Um, the second thing is that a couple of you were complaining about spoilers when, for example, we treated results. And I came to realize that is, of course, a little inconvenient for you guys who are not watching it live, but the value of tweeting out results out numbers or outpowers uh, you being spoiled. Because when I had that month off, all information I got was from Stoker's Twitter to be aware of some results. So I said, we have to inform the people. Like, we have to make people aware that there's so many tournaments and who's good and who to cheer for. Even if people, especially in summer, can't really watch us right now or don't want to watch us, have their priorities somewhere else. We have to keep them in the loop of what's happening in the scene. And we have to... Uh, make more calls to action uh, to what we're doing. It's not enough if you just tweet out when you're live. People should know at the beginning of the day what's waiting for them today. What are we doing? And when are we doing this? And what is it about? So uh, we try to tweet every day at 10 CEST, the, the schedule of the day. And before I changed a little bit, it was just uh, trophy emoji tournament, money emoji prize money alarm emoji uh, twitch link and microphone emoji caster who tunes into this no fucking buddy there's we're like a we're like a more in-depth version of happy's copy pasta post exactly not enjoyable exactly. yeah i agree with you 100 so like what did you change as a boy, we still do that. Obviously, we do the call to action when we go live because people don't know. Sometimes we're doing new cups on the fly. It's all about we're going live right now. Tune in. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of like just outside of that, like an actual engagement with the community. And uh, so what have you changed on a regular daily basis now mm. um, for the for the page? <laughs> so first of all, I schedule a lot more so I don't have to be on the computer uh, to just do... I just schedule stuff. Scheduling is super important. Um, second thing, create conversations. That is the most important thing on socials because the more people interacting with you, the more reach you get, the more people see it, and the more people react. So it's like a, a circle. Um, and I try to include a question into at least every second tweet. For example, there was this wonderful tweet by Insub who praised some of his competitors like Hippo and Fish for just how how much they improved in, in 2021. And I picked that up with a retweet quote and said, uh, first I gave him praise. Th that's always nice. Like give praise on socials is immediately getting a like from that person, right? So we got that already. Um, and then I started to create a conversation with our community asking if he missed someone or if people are of a different opinion. So people are encouraged to just reply. And then it's automatically more reach. It's way more fun for everybody. We hear the voice of the community better. We can react to that. For example, um, if a lot of people praise Hippo on Twitter or Instagram, I know if we have a cupcast, it's really, really good to go for the first round matches with Hippo. Like, we learn right. something from that as well. Hippo is building somewhat of a fan base. I think the same goes for our Armin, who is one of the best social games uh, in, in Warcraft 3 as well. So, yeah, this is like the new approach, creating more conversations. So far, we brought some information to you and now it's hey here's something react 
And I, I said this in the meeting, in a team meeting, um, I guess not everyone is aware that we are competing with, I don't know, 500 million Twitch streams plus Netflix, plus Prime, plus everything that's on TV, uh, with YouTube. Like, people need a reason to spend their time with us. And we have to mm -hmm. encourage them. We have to call to action a lot more. Like, the the set a template of our We Are Live thing, there's there's no encouragement to, to, to sign up. Um, for example, when I came back for the Skill Cup, I said, will Hawk go for the three-peat or will someone dethrone him and then list exciting players? Like, there was uh, Shake, there was Sonic, you know, just show who's playing. Um, same, same for Dusty. I think you do this well. Just list the participants. While when... Like, before, we oftentimes didn't even tweet or post who's in part of that broadcast. Who's even playing? Like, the simplest things. But yeah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, have to realize that first to fix it, right? Yeah, I think, I think uh, I mean, the key, the key, we like to give a lot of advice here, but the, like Neo saying, we are always learning and always adapting. And social media is something I definitely struggle with. But uh, I think the main the main thing like that you've started to implement in the Back to Warcraft socials now which we've always tried to was uh how to get people engaged and try to create a narrative and try to try to bring life to just a simple post like this might be a skill gold cup but this could be like fish's first win or uh armin's first dub you know remo's first win you know like there's always a way we could spin this and and um and bring it, bring it to more life, and and yeah, I mean, you mentioned all those competitions, the 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 millions of Twitch streams, Netflix. How about summer? How about people saying, <laughs> yeah. "Fuck it, I'm just going to go outside," <laughs> which we're starting to see now. COVID restrictions Friends. starting to get uh, taken away. How about just summer, right? So we are competing of, with with people's dearest friends. Yeah, with people's friends and and good beer and uh, barbecues and you know, like yeah, we're we're competing with life. Yeah. Um, which is still crazy to see such crazy support when we turn on a stream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we could always we could always do better. So that that workshop definitely worked. And uh, I wish I didn't just read that and go, ah, fuck that shit. I wish I actually took it. But um, it's still yeah, available on VOD. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, did you record it? Uh, it? It's up on the Patreon YouTube. I can send you a link. Okay, Pog Champ. I might, I might uh, give her a whirl there. Yeah, I think, um, I think something I, I struggle with is like I could post about this, but like, fuck, who cares? Or like, uh, you get like imposter syndrome when you're posting on Twitter sometimes. Um, I don't know if you do, but no. you've just taken the ball and rolled with it. Now you're like, yeah, hey, fuck it. We are gonna be the person who does this, and we are gonna be the person who does that. Yeah, and, and I'm super um, sorry good, if people are getting. To have. I'm, I'm kind of sorry if people are being spoiled about this, but hey, if you want to dodge results then stay off of social media. If you're not watching right. it live, it's not super important to you. And what are the odds that you are not watching it live and then watch it on YouTube and you're still not spoiled about the result and you're super invested? I don't think the chance is very high. So yeah, there might be a couple of people, but then, sorry, that social game is not for you anymore uh we need to keep people in the loop of what's happening in the walker scene we had to be more outspoken uh, we have to be more outspoken that this like how active the scene really is because you don't mm -hmm. see that when you look at anything you see a lot of cup announcements on the reddit but that's pretty much it like i think there's less people saying don't spoil me than there is more people saying fuck like who won that yeah. Did Back to Warcraft post? Yeah. Like, oh shit, he won sick, you know? Like, I think there's more people that actually want the results than don't want to be spoiled. And again, the spoil thing is kind of a non-issue. Like, you know, it's a Game of Thrones effect. You you don't watch Twitter and Facebook on a night where Game of Thrones episode's coming True. out. You just don't, you know? Or you're going to get spoiled. So you open up your Twitter, you're you're opening up the floodgates to, to whatever's going to come out. So that's yeah. a really, really good point. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, guys, we've always wanted to talk about this topic and we always neglected it. 
But uh, I think now's a good time to maybe bring up sponsorships and crowdfunding in Warcraft 3. <laughs> now and that maybe, we can talk, talk from the high horse again, hey, now that we got it. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, it is hard to preach when you don't have anything uh, shown. But now I think, you know, we, we could put our dicks on the table and be like, okay, guys, this is what we think. Um, Do you yeah, actually have I've time? Always... Because, like, it's getting kind of... Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for um, sure. I've always, I've always talked about this. Um, and, uh, I've always wanted to bring this up because, you know, I, something that I do is I see long-term value in things and I see what things could be potentially if it just got that like push. And, um, you know, that's the way I looked at back to Warcraft two. I know like you guys handled production, you guys did such a good job, but there was no real marketing thing at the time like you said you you landed sponsorships that just uh, fell in your lap but you weren't actively seeking it because you were doing a million things at once and uh i was very happy to be that marketing arm that you could just have and it works on the fly and when you're on vacation it's still going and you never know what's going to happen now and all you have to worry about is streaming um which is a good thing to have but uh i think in warcraft 3 you know a lot of people just say like Warcraft 3, nobody's going to sponsor that. The The game is, uh, you know, dead after the Reforged launch. And uh, we talked about at length how, how a lot of companies said no, legit, legit companies, legit brands um, were happy to say no right to our, our faces. <laughs> they, they were like, nope, no, we're good. Um, but, you know, I think um, what this sponsorship shows, you know, this isn't a willy-nilly sponsorship with Corsair. It's a big one. And uh, I think it shows that, you know, whatever you're working on, there can be value in this game and there can be value for your event. And, uh, you know, I'm speaking about um, War 3 Info League right now. I'm speaking about GNL right now. I'm speaking about a lot of good things the Warcraft 3 community is doing that could be very lucrative and very valuable and very sustainable because you either have a huge community backing you, you have all the teams backing you, you have some form of group and it's a big group and it's important. And um, and I think like some some big things is uh, find yourself, I don't know what you're doing, but if you're on War 3 Info League, find yourself someone that just wants to tackle like, hey, these are our numbers. And that's why I get so frustrated is because, you know, War 3 Info League, at least to me, they don't reach out and want us to cast. Um, oh, they, they did to me, but it's oftentimes Saturday, Sunday, so I'm not trying. I'm not trying to shit on any brands. I'm just I, when I look at War Three Info League and GNL, those are the two that stand out. That like they could make something work, and I don't know what it is, but they have something. Like GNL has the Warcraft Three amateur community yeah. locked down. Like Jim is where you go when you're a new player and and when you want to get coaching and you when you want to hang out. I read the Jim Discord every day, thirty times a day. Like me, I'm always in there. It's so fun. There's something about that community um, and they have the GNL, which is a really exciting series. I wish I had the time to do like an amateur type style with Dust League, but I really just stuck with the top 16 because, well, first of all, I want the best. But second of all, time consuming. But um, yeah, I think, um, you know, we talked about what can you guys do? Um, I think the big thing is... Like for GNL, I've talked to Baron about, you know, make a actual schedule that Back to Warcraft can maybe jump on. There's a lot of dead days, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's a lot of dead days where you could get something happening um, and try to get it broadcasted. Try to get more people engaged with it. Um, you know, the the worst thing that ever happened to War 3 Info League was Back to Warcraft not exactly covering everything anymore. And to be honest, there's just so much shit going on that maybe there isn't enough space in the in the week for us to do that. But um, I think like the key is to is to just try to figure out what your assets are, what your boat like, what do you bring to the table, and um, and take expertise from people that are seeing the value as well, and and maybe just roll with it. You know, like um, it's I kind of easy I can't said look- than done because some of these tournaments, uh, it, it's enough struggle already and enough work already to have this run in the first place with very limited yeah. number of admins and uh, we talked about this before team managers complaining all over the place and being super annoying like we burned through i think three head admins at w3il so you need 
to have a dedicated person for this, I feel. Otherwise, you end up like me uh, and do everything at the same time, but nothing really well. I think you make it a little too easy for for I don't know. Yeah, yourself. it's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to really articulate it. But like uh, another one is War Three Champions. I would say War Three Champions yeah. is probably probably in a better spot than Jim and War Three Info League. But uh, you know. They are, they have us, uh, big time because their end game tournament, we have to cast it. It's like the biggest event we have. That was so, so sad, man. When at the beginning of the year, I think January second or something, these grand finals with eleven thousand seven hundred viewers peak, and nothing came out of it. That was a big chance. That was a yep. real big chance, and I think we all together blew it. I'm not saying they blew it, because I'm always part of the event management, etc., etc. But that was a golden opportunity, and nobody seized it. I mean, it's still not over. I mean, someone from War Three Champions can come to us and say, hey, can we grab the analytics from all the tournament finals we've had? Build it... Uh, show show something that's showable and and pitch it. Um, you know, like, yeah, like I said, we have to work with War 3 Champions, not to say that they got us by the balls, but it's in our best interest to run their tournament because it's our highest viewed tournament. If it wasn't the case, we wouldn't bother. Like if, you know, tournaments weren't getting views, we just wouldn't work with them naturally. Um, I would like to see these guys get more hungry and, and maybe not, I don't know if they're just giving up right away, but, um, I want to see them, you know, say like, you know what, we got something here and, and see the value and try to manipulate not manipulate but show the numbers to try to get something going and and get people actively pitching and i know that there's like a team there's a huge team there but find someone that actually wants to do that and, and you know like they have community people that could try to do that but that's a huge wasted opportunity neil and you're absolutely right and i think like our biggest problem with back to warcraft was everything looks really gravy when dreamhack and esl and wgl are basically throwing tournaments at us but what's going to happen down the line when it disappears we can't just rely on that sit on our laurels we have to take what we have and try to build something from it and uh, i think you're absolutely right that that war three champions they have the player base everyone's talking about it all the players are playing on their tournament at the end game tournaments which they could probably even spread more tournaments if they wanted to back to warcraft's going to cast it so you have us in your back pocket take advantage of that look at how marketable we are already hello if you've not listening to this podcast one sponsor in 10 years look at how marketable we are. no i i mean I, you could have got sponsors a long time ago to be fair you know I know, I know. If we're being honest, if we're being honest, but the the point is, the point is, there's there's other people doing great things in this game that should reap some rewards from this, and they should get someone backing them, and it's 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 not impossible. Um, And I know I sound like a dreamer right now, but I'm not trying to. I'm trying to like literally tell you guys that I've noticed you have something, and if I was a brand, I would try to latch onto Jim or War Three Info or War Three Champions in some capacity, and there is a capacity there. You have to create one. Um, and uh, I think again, yeah, because- it's it's a little too easy said than done because the guys who are running the tournament are not dedicated tournament organizers. Uh, they are working at War Three Champions, and I think I'm not one hundred percent sure when the birth of War Three Champions was or when Pat handed over the project to Abe and uh, Modmodo and Floss and Seven and the others. But it's been at least a year if not 14, 15 months of just straight, hardcore, daily work and upgrade on the platform itself. And it's not only, hey, we got a little bit of a server here, uh, we have, like, we can do a new feature or something. It is uh, remaining what's there, uh, keeping everything intact, and running then new features of course the whole server structure had to be made new uh moderation of the entire thing in multiple languages for ten thousands of players i guess um then implementing custom games with their own community and their own technical difficulties localization to make it more accessible for i don't know koreans russians uh, whoever's first language is not english and just deal with this entire community, keeping the team together, looking for uh, new team members. 
working on the server is so much work and it's well deserved that they take a break now as well and they definitely should before they burn out on us it was a smart thing to do to, to take a little break over the summer uh, new maps I forgot about that implementing new maps running these tournaments etc 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 so it would be amazing if they have a guy who gathers all the data uh, which everyone after a tournament should do by the way if you open up your tournament to casters tell them yeah you can cast it but Give me your analytics after um, and yep. put it in a spreadsheet and make like a total viewership because that is uh, what you can carry to possible sponsors for the next iteration of the tournament. Um, but once the tournament is over, Toxie is once again dealing with the algorithm of matchmaking. Uh, Sephard and Floss are keeping the team together and and doing moderation and community management. And I think Sephard is also coding. So... It is not easy, man. Um, I totally agree. Someone should do this. And someone, especially with the numbers of this year's tournament, should go and look for something. And if it's only... Okay. Um, the least thing that every... At least a little biggerish tournament organizer should do... The crowdfunding works via Matcherino anyway, right? Approach Matcherino, right. show them what you got, get coupons and Twitter quests. That is the easiest thing you can get. It's free money. It's literally yep. free money and you get it for the cost of like five minutes on Discord. Matcherino is so amazing. They respond very, very quickly. They're super nice. They have a font yep. spot for the for the Warcraft scene because Todd did so well with Ting. We did so well with, like, Cups and I Invitationals. War 3 Champions is doing great on there as well. Like, they love Warcraft. And they yeah, support Dust, Dust League Dust is killing League, Dust League's killing it with Matarino right now. Yeah, we have a really good relationship with those guys. Boom. Next topic. Dust League is doing something that no one else does, and that is giving extra perks to people who back on Matarino. I feel like in the Warcraft scene, I include myself to that. People are just putting a tournament out there and expect people, Give me money. people Give me to money. donate. Give me money. The community has funded so much. You can do it again. You can do it again. But that well will dry at some point. And you're, oh, you are competing as a tournament organizer with like five to six tournaments at the same time or cup series or whatever. So give people an incentive to donate to your tournament and your approach you did that very early on i think a year ago already is to do little raffles with everybody who pledges to the tournament and that's really nice and people should come up with something um yeah to just yeah, make I, people I, donate yeah i i just i just added the whole like you know you get a bang for your buck because people always support crowdfunded events and some people don't want anything but it would be cool to get like a hoodie out of that yeah. like imagine you have something to show for it right so that's all there is and it's not it's not amazing but it is something i, I think i think the aspect of just give me money is yeah it's a little outdated and it's not sustainable it's not reliable um, um, a back to warcraft hoodie is by the way absolutely amazing get it here merch.backtowarcraft.com or you can uh, donate at least $25 minimum to Matcherino and uh, Dust League's uh, crowdfund and get eligible for a raffle ticket. And we're giving one away this season as well. And we're also giving away a dust hoodie, but people don't see the value in that. But however, uh, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I think um, just relying on crowdfunding is not sustainable. And uh, I think like, you know, War3 Info and, and Jim could do whatever they want. But I definitely, the main point of this crowdfunding sponsorship thing that I wanted to talk about was to kind of you know fuel the belly of war three champions because um they are something that can definitely be self-sustainable for them it's so easy right I, oh okay for, it's it, so easy it sounds i'll do it i'll do it no 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 wait a second i'll do it wait a second fuck it it's my time my turn i'll do it my turn um it right. sounds so easy it might legally not be so easy because the simplest thing you can do is like hey you're a supporter on matcherino or patreon uh on matcherino you get a profile picture. That's the easiest thing you can do. On the other side, can you sell in-game stuff when you're a third-party server? Are you allowed to make money off of that? It, they are a company now, so they could theoretically be sued. Maybe, you it's, sell maybe it's thin ice. 
can you sell a weekend tournament where you get 6,000 to 10,000 viewers like Fragadelphia did back in the day when there was less sponsorship and marketing? I look at them as a Fragadelphia. And um, I don't know if you're aware of that tournament, yeah, yeah. but it's like a CS StarCraft 2 tournament. Like they do a lot of games and it's really, uh, you know, not even a ladder system, just a tournament. But they yeah, have yeah, like yeah. an actual built in ladder as well, which is worth your champion. So I and just look at the them and I part. see tons of potential. Of course you can advertise a tournament. That That's that's like, but can you leave? Yeah, but they're not. But, but that's can... the whole point of this conversation, Neo, is they're not. That's what the, that's the whole point of me bringing it up. Yeah. They're not doing it. Dude, listen to me. Is there... A legal issue if you sell in-game content to support your tournament because that no in- what how do you know wait what what kind like a portrait no why not how do you know that why what would the problem be because you are monetizing Blizzard's game for your own with your modification and B- B- Blizzard oftentimes lets third-party things go through. When there's no monetization, it's just for the community. But as soon as people are making money oh. with it, boom, maybe there's the Blizz lawyer. Yeah, but I mean, like selling an endgame tournament is their prerogative and nobody's going nobody's gonna to hose them. Yeah, but, but I said, if you link it with like in-game content like portraits or in the future, maybe models or whatever. I don't know. I would just do it anyway. Fuck Blizzard. Yeah, and then you get sued, and then you have to pay <laughs> a million, and you're broke. You have to sell your house. Blizzard's not gonna watch, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know anything about that. You, look it up, but uh, I think what they could easily sell right now is that that end game tournament, and um, big time. And their crowdfunding is already terrific. Is it sustainable? I don't know, but it's it's huge. When War Three Champions tournament comes up that weekend that month everyone's talking about it sure. everyone's everyone's it, it's a cr- i've never seen more people in our chat like the v- i don't even know where the viewers come from <laughs> we double triple Grubby. our views <laughs> Grubby. but uh yeah it's it's crazy right so i think um food for thought it, i don't know how you're gonna do it it's possible but the key is that it's not impossible with warcraft 3 and it's very doable and you have to see your assets. And I just named three. Uh, I don't even know what they are. What are they? Things in this in this community that are doing something great. And there's more of you. Um, I don't know. I just want to see more people go for it. All right. And it's it's not impossible. I. All right. And I love and I love you. Okay. <laughs> and subs- and subscribe on our Twitter. No, <laughs> Uh, okay, looking forward to the feedback on that. I think there's a million other things you could do. Uh, think of creative ways to advertise your tournament and try to get in touch with maybe lower tier manufacturers to get at least uh, four contributor. Maybe do a raffle for some hardware or something. Um, but mm-hmm. don't and, uh, don't yeah. expect people to just throw money at you. I think that is a lesson that we have to learn in 2021. At the beginning, it was that way because uh, the Walker scene started crowdfunding very, 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 very late uh, compared to other games, of course. We're always a little late with things, but that has changed. Everything pretty much has a Matcherino and you're competing with all other tournament organizers for the sweet Matcherino money. Get coupons, get the word out there, get some benefits. And if you're a caster, uh, offer replay casts for the highest pledgers or a co-cast or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's, that's pretty bang. Okay, Q&A or what? Yeah, let's do some Q&A. Um, okay, Rinaldi hit us up with a question. Oh. Big shout out to our, our patrons, by the way, if you want to ask a question. I think it's just the Theory Crafter perk on uh, patreon.com slash back to Warcraft. Mm. Uh, we do have some questions this week, though. Uh, Rinaldi says, do you feel, this is uh, specifically to you, uh, do you feel like you were on the burnout path if you didn't take that month off, Neo? Do you think it's even possible for you to get burned out of Warcraft 3? Uh, why do you think you're able to hide these emotions so well from the camera and the viewers? <laughs> Well, I think I was less than an inch away of an actual burnout. I didn't enjoy anything anymore, really. Um, I saw the games and I kind of felt like, okay, I, I kind of know what's happening. There's a cool move here and there. Uh, but it's not the same excitement that I usually get. And now I'm back and everything is just so great again. Like a body block is the best thing in the world and Happy is dodging a stomp with an invul and I went crazy over it. So that is 
immediately back. But there was a a lot of games and like so many on stream hours and also so many off stream hours that it was just stress. It was just work, and I couldn't enjoy it anymore really, uh, because. I, I knew that we can do better and we can push for more and we should be able to achieve more in the time we got. And that was things that went through my head. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't enjoying anything anymore, really. Well, I sat here on the podcast and when I said I'm horrible or I'm miserable, that wasn't really a joke. Like it, it, it turned into a meme at some point, but uh, at times that was no joke. And that's why I took that month off. I saw all the alarm signs, uh, my body was kind of broken down as well because I never saw the sun and ate like shit. So there were a lot of alarm signs. I was not social really. I because Also because I streamed so much, I, I didn't really want to talk after. And so my real life, social life suffered heavily. Um, so yeah, I think I could be definitely burned out by Warcraft 3 and I was really, 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 really close, but I learned a lot and try to prevent that now. Um, like yesterday I had no stream and I could have worked on stuff, but I said, Hey, uh, I really enjoyed Starcraft this weekend. The DreamHack broadcast. Let me play that campaign again. I haven't played that in 10 years and I remember it to be really good. So I just sat there all day uh, and played the Starcraft campaign, which is really good. So more time off, uh, like, like brain time off of work. Uh, why do you think you're able to hide these emotions so well from camera and the viewers? Cause that's my job. Um, uh, who wants to see a sad old dirtbag just complaining about anything and, and I don't know you tune into the cast because you want to see entertainment and, and fun and uh, of course if something's funny I legit found that funny I'm not faking too much for you but I can hide my exhaustion and sometimes that I'm pissed off by stuff pretty well I think it's it's part of the job. Yeah, it definitely is. I've done a lot of autopilot broadcasts, that's for sure. <laughs> I've done a lot oh, yeah. of autopilot broadcasts oh, yeah. where I don't even remember what happened. Like a lot of people like link me clips and I'm like, I don't remember that yeah, at all. And uh, yeah, I think um, I definitely see the difference with you. I see the difference. I think you were answering at the time, like I'm talking about when we first came on, like before, like when we first joined, when Dust League first joined, like after Anaheim is what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. You were active every second, every second I could get a hold of you. Yeah. And little did I know that everyone was doing that. Everyone was messaging you. Yeah. You were answering all the time. It was overwhelming. And then I started to see like slowly like, oh, he, he didn't respond to me today. And it was like, okay, it's been two days. He didn't respond to me. I could see you slowing down. And what you were doing before was too much. Yeah. And, um, sure. I think since you come back, it's, it's very, I've seen you back in like the active thing, but you're also balanced and it's fucking fair. And if I got to wait a day or two to get a hold of you, that's fair and that's fine. Um, and I, I, you know, I think, uh, I see, I definitely saw the difference this month has done for you. It's definitely re-energized you. Um, and I hope you're actually good and I hope you don't ever fall back into that. <laughs> daily every hour every 10 minutes you know being around yeah. i think you should take breaks i think you should rely on this team that you've built to allow you to have that give you that time and because it's definitely there for you you can have days off during the week you can have sometimes two or three in the in a row if you want yeah. you know what i mean um there's a lot of uh you don't have to fall back into that old pattern yeah it's also i think i'm way more productive now spending less time on things like as i said i deleted twitter uh, except my personal one, but but the official Back to Warcraft Twitter from my phone. I deleted Discord from my phone. So, of course, I still get a lot of messages and notifications, but um, I take a dedicated hour to answer them, and then it's done. Like, super easy, super fast. Uh, I don't have to really wait for responses because that takes... Like, waiting was a lot of... Uh, like, a big part of my day, which is just wasted time. So... I take a dedicated hour or multiple hours um, across the day. So I do a Discord session pretty much right after I get out of the shower, then one after lunch, then one in the afternoon and one in the evening. So I'm available four times per day and there's a max of like four hours between the sessions. And I guess that's okay. Um, the important people, if something is really wrong, have my phone number, can contact me there. Uh, yeah. 
So I think that is a very, very healthy approach to this. Also, it's super easy to turn on back to work after stream and you guys come in and our mood genuinely changes. We'll go back to being tired and miserable after the broadcast, but... <laughs> It's really hard to stay miserable and tired when you guys are being awesome. And I don't want to sound cliche or really like weird, but I've been super tired and not in the mood. And the second I go live, I'm just in the zone. And you guys bring that out in us. Yeah. Um, next question from Grinchy, we'll wrap this up, is what is the LAN exper a tournament experience like? Never been to one. Any oh, baby. that's a, I wish I've never been to one again. That was the fucking craziest experience. Any tips to improve one's experience at his or her first LAN experience? Um I've been to a few. I know you've been to a few. Uh, I've been to some StarCraft ones, some Warcraft 3 ones. My, well, my first Warcraft 3 one was actually Anaheim. Um, it is the funnest experience ever. You get to actually see the people in the flesh. It's a little overwhelming. It's a little uh, star-striking at first. Um, big tips. Don't be shy. Don't think you can't approach someone. Uh, be approachable and uh, don't take it. Uh, don't uh, blow that chance because you're too nervous. People want to be approached for the most part. Uh, <laughs> know your audience, but uh, I think um, everyone's there to have a good time. Everyone is there to meet people and to have a good experience. And it's so fucking fun. Um, usually if there's multi games, you can see like multiple crowds. You can hop in. They're usually just like right next to you on the next floor. Uh, if they're not closed off, it's so sick. You get free Red Bull, free monster. Sometimes <laughs> it's so dope. Wow. Um, what do I, what can I say, man? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think the after parties are the best when you're going out and having uh, drinks and food and just hanging out with people. And, um, yeah, land experience is, is really amazing. Uh, tips, maybe try to book your hotel close to your friends <laughs> is, is a big tip. Don't don't go for the don't go for the cheap. This is a really good tip, by the way. Don't go for the cheap hotel that's twenty kilometers away because it's gonna suck. Um, a lot of people will actually walk right out of the venue and then start their partying. And if you have to take a uh, Uber 20 kilometers away it's going to suck try to be close to where all the pro players are staying and that's usually right outside the convention center um, that's a big tip don't don't have your hotel be so far away because you want to be on the streets at the action with everybody Neo. yeah if you're a little shy um, just like me like I would never approach people really it's not just what I do uh, Chain yourself to a guy like Bu who just doesn't give a fuck about anything. If if you know a guy who's outspoken, just be with him. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, apart from that, on on lands, I usually work, so it's kind of hard for me uh, to say something about that. But yeah, uh, I guess you you checked all the boxes, man. That's the most important thing, for sure. Um, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, go ahead. Maybe ask in discords if someone else is going and just group up. Yes, that's probably the easiest thing. Then immediately you have someone around you. You're not a loner, uh, and you get in touch with more and more people. It's like a chain reaction. I think that's that's a nice way of doing it, especially if it's people that you know from gym or ladder or the streams or some someone um be careful of course to meet up with uh, strangers but if they're in your gym team or something uh make it like a clan experience clan travel clan vacation or something that's the best yeah i, I agree i mean definitely be wary some there's a lot of fucking weirdos in the, in this game and like this guy well, right next like, to me yeah exactly yeah Dude, I stopped Jason Lake at uh, Anaheim, and I I was so nervous, but I was like, "Fuck it, dude! When am I gonna get this chance?" And uh, yeah, that was very nerve wracking. But you gotta, you know, you gotta you gotta risk it for the biscuit. You know, Mama didn't raise no quitter, and uh, and Daddy didn't raise no fool. So I think, uh, yeah, if you if you end up going to a, a LAN event, it'll be very very exciting for you, my friend. And I I I do think you should do as many as you want, especially in multiple games. And uh, it's a lot of it's always so much fun. And also have your pass on your phone. Don't wait in that line to get in. True. I've never waited in that line to get in, and I never will. I will always find someone who can get me in <laughs> because I'm not waiting. I'm not, I'm not doing the pleb shit, dude. Are you kidding me? I'm going to fucking wait in that 
200 people lined to get in here. No, no, no. Get me in right now. I'm part of the admin team. I'm part of the broadcasting. Lie your way in. Sneak in through the back door if you have to, Grinchy. But get into that building, all right? I will never forget and, when um, I was able to to cut the queue at the Diablo 3 demo stage at Gamescom. People were throwing trash at me when I uh, just held up my badge. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm press, mate. Can I, can I just cut the queue? Yeah, for sure, said the community. And... Yeah, trash was thrown at me. That was that was a nasty experience, but it also felt kind of good because all the plebs had to wait for three hours and I didn't, so that was nice. <laughs> Thanks that, for the questions, guys. Yeah. Uh, Especially that was, Rinaldi. Uh, he gave us yes. so much feedback. Uh, it was like little questions, but just reactions to it. And we love your reactions to what we do yes. in the comments, on the Discord. Just be part of it. We read everything. And uh, I think Ronaldo took a good 40 minutes of his day to just re reply to everything. Super curious to the reactions of the last episode that will be publicly available uh, this week for the plebs, for the freeloaders on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, and whatever, and YouTube. Oh, God, that's the... Uh political one that's the political oh, one it's gonna be great i'm looking forward to that a lot we're gonna do a reaction episode next but for the super cool guys on patreon who are on uh, the theory crafter level or above you always get the podcast a little early and we give a massive shout out to the wonderful uh big buck patreons that we got knubberquakes the one and only golden gold lots of Midas supporters uh with toxie with grinchy new one and Padrut, who also gave me a couple of recipes, so th uh, thank you for that. Safe Orca, Scription, Taggy, and the two prophets, Dondolada and Jay Getz. Much, 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 much love for your support. That's the podcast for this week. And next week is already yeah, I... WGL Summer, man. Super hyped for that. We should have talked. Like, anyway. <laughs> yeah, WGL Dreamhack around the corner. I hope today wasn't too pretentious. Uh, I was really just trying to motivate you guys. If you guys are listening to this and you're part of the Warcraft 3 community, you could build it. If you can build it, you can dream it. I don't know. Let's just end it there. That was horrific. I'm never going to say that. If you could build it, you could. That's a fucking nightmare. We'll see you guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week with another <laughs> episode. I'm going to work. Have fun right, on the crane, Ricky. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>